gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Donald J. Trump, what? Open up, Mr. President, it's me, Special Counsel Robert Mueller. What do you want, man? I just want to talk. No collusion. I never said anything about collusion. You're the puppet. I just want to ask you some questions about Russia's influence on the 2016 election. Well, you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say it wasn't me. All right. Special Counsel got you sweating like crazy, tweeting that it's a witch hunt. Open up, got some questions about Russia, evidence you should confront. I'm just trying to learn the truth and figure out how much you knew. All this time, my investigation never took its eyes off you. This damn Russian code's gonna bite me in a bummer. I never should have fired James Comey last summer. Pendants call me dumb, one and make me look dumber. I blame Hillary, boy, I really outdone her. To be a true dealer, know the art of the deal. If Mueller's pressing charges, then I'm going to appeal. Can you imagine what Donald Trump's tweeting about this right now? <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, this is not cool. Jaggy has not been relevant since 1999. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it surely was not me. Oh, my God. You're listening to the Aromatic Show. It is the uh, 22nd of July, 2018. Thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, we are the wrap-up to your weekend, pretty much, uh, until the grueling Monday, so... Um, this is from, uh, I keep forgetting where I found this from. It was given to us by somebody. It was, uh, uh, Trump's Robert Mueller, It Wasn't Me. It actually features Shaggy <laughs> out, of all the pe- out of all the people that play Donald Trump. We've had Alec Baldwin. We've had, uh, you know, uh, Jab at the Hutt. And now we have, uh, Shaggy playing Donald, Donald J. Trump. And, uh, yeah, that, that hair just looks awful no matter what you, whoever you put it on, really. So. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So oh, Rick Flair? Yeah, yeah, it is like Ric Flair, isn't it? <laughs> like a, uh, so it was it. Oh no, it wasn't him. It was uh, you know remember Black Machismo, uh, the uh, what was his name who, who played Macho Man Randy Savage, and he was uh, he was a he was an African American wrestler. Uh, I can't remember right. who who did that, but so it was in TNA, so nobody knows what that was. <laughs> okay, so well we got a show to go through. So uh, thanks everybody once again for. Uh, Submitting your videos and all your garbage for us to uh, sprawl through. But uh, before we do that, uh, Patricia, how are you getting on? Well, uh, doing much better this week because, uh, you know, now I finally fully settled in in my apartment in Huntsville. So, yeah, I'm finally able to have access to my computer and my microphone more comfortably. So everything's working out really well very cool how brutal, how brutal was the move patricia brutal it was just beyond awful okay yeah. so here's what happened uh i don't think i think i mentioned this briefly on twitter but here's what happened so it all started uh on the moving day so we were like packing up everything it was like a grueling hot 95 degrees going back and forth packing everything in the truck and then it was like like 12 hour drive and Jeez. then we had to stop by at a hotel at the last minute because we were just getting exhausted. And since my father's sick, uh, you know, he needed to connect himself to do his dialysis. So we stopped at a hotel around Georgia because uh, 
you know, we needed a place to sleep. It was like close to like three in the morning. And also we needed to find a pet friendly hotel for my sister's dog because she was going to help us unpack and get stuff situated. Then when we finally arrived in our apartment that we were going to move into, it was just a beyond, it was beyond a mess. It was like incredibly filthy. They didn't get anything cleaned up for us. And yeah. my mom was just, just while, beyond uh, Just before you continue further on, I actually want to put up a graphic to kind of like, uh, s kind of display kind of like the grueling task that uh, Patricia and her family had to go through. So I'll just put sure. this up here for everybody. So how, yeah. many, how many miles, how many miles is that then? Uh, 804 miles. 804 miles, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you yeah. know that you know that song like, you know, I'll walk 500 miles and I'll walk 500 more. Uh, Patricia's at least done it. <laughs> Patricia's pretty <laughs> much done it. <laughs> a couple of hundred miles short, but yeah. What a, what a proclamation by the proclaimers, yeah. 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 Patricia, so, the yeah, true that proclaimer. Much, that was pretty much the distance right there. So um, around... I would say like around the mid-afternoon is when we started our drive. And then we finally made it into Georgia. We got to the border around midnight. And uh, then that's when we had to make our stop for the night. And then we continued driving onward. And then finally we reached Huntsville like around 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Then afterwards, then we got to the apartment. The apartment was a mess. And so we had to stay in a temporary place and try to find a new place to live because my mom was just so beyond shook about what the apartment looked like it was a disaster it was that bad and was so, it yeah it was really bad like there were cockroaches all laying all over the floor oh, we didn't get a no. washer dryer um wow. yeah and the, the you know the paint job was terrible and everything was just beyond filthy so we just decided to get out of there and then we'd go over to another place and uh, that's the vacuum by the way i'm sorry for that oh, don't worry about it it's fine um and then we got we finally got another place and then you know every, we just like slowly but surely started building everything up buying some new things like curtains and then as time went on uh, about like just this past week or like like the beginning of this week is when we just fully settled in so yeah after like almost a month at this point yeah because i uh yeah like this like uh as of like this um day uh, last month is when I as when was my last day of work. So finally, so you, you, so you never actually moved into the place that you was initially going to move into at all. No, no, we never did. We had to live. We had to go to a, a temporary place. And then wow. after the temporary well, yeah, place, no, you got to keep in mind. I mean, in America, when they take out apartments and stuff, it's kind of not like here where you have to like do like you know three or four months of planning before you uh, you know you move I, into well, a property. Yeah, yeah, that's weird because like, did you not? I have all this arranged through a landlord and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we had, we had we had, yeah, we had everything arranged months in advance, and the, st and the place was still awful. Mm. You just turned up, and the place is just an absolute shithole, basically. Yeah, yeah wow. pretty much. So and, well, and I, know some, I know some people in London who probably relate to that, except they're getting charged up the arse of basically their dump and their cockroach infested. They, they, haven't traveled, they haven't traveled 800 fucking miles, though, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, well, I mean... That's mental. I think giving our crippling infrastructure that we have in this country, I would like to think that probably a car journey probably does feel like 800 miles in this country. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'll say that away from anybody. But anyway, you're comfortable but, now, though, Patricia. Yeah, everything's fine you're settled. Yeah. Good, yep. good, good, good. We're, we're good to go. That's what we all hope for. So, yeah, we, we, got, we finally got Patricia from Huntsville, Alabama to... Sorry, from... Uh, Huntsville, Deerfield Beach Roller up to Huntsville, Alabama, so it's all worked out pretty well. And uh, 
As for myself, uh, for those of you who do not know, I've actually spent a lot of time uh, out of the country, and uh, now I'm finally back again. And uh, I finally got, you know, I finally moved away from Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now, I haven't completed it yet on Nintendo Switch, but uh, I have finally moved on to trying to get uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe out of the way. So, uh, yeah, you can tell I'm massively lagging behind on Nintendo Switch right now. So uh, That was what you were doing during the actual traveling hours, was it? Uh, it was doing the Playing actual traveling, and also uh, I've been doing it whilst um, I've been doing it whilst on the holiday as well. So, because uh, uh, mm-hmm. the, the place got really hot for some places sometimes, so my mum didn't really fancy, you know, walking around too much. So I just kind of sat with her and played Nintendo Switch while she was uh, reading away on her iPad and stuff. So, there you uh, go. yeah. And you, can tell, and you can tell from the uh, shirt that I'm currently wearing as well that uh, I've been. Uh, pretty much doing all the Mario Kart stuff, so uh, I would like to basically say the so, leading causes of Wipeout include your cart, this uh, banana here, and also a tortoise shell. Though I'm surprised mm-hmm. they didn't, I couldn't get a shirt with a blue tortoise shell on it, because uh, actually I don't know if I want to wear that, because I know I piss a load of people off doing that, so uh, <laughs> I can imagine yeah. the amount of anger I could generate by them doing that, but uh, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much basically what my week's been, basically work and uh, Nintendo Switch and uh, just also, oh, by the way, I, I finally uh, got around to thoroughly cleaning the kitchen. Like, you know, you clean the kitchen like as a chore and everything, but you know, you notice that there is still some like, you know, bits of grime like uh, like within the corners and stuff like that. I can't stand that. So I finally said to myself, right, everything's coming out of the kitchen. I'm going to grab a massive cloth and I'm going to clean the whole place out. So uh, The rock and roll lifestyle never stops at yours, does it, Aaron? No, it doesn't at all. So uh, the, only, the, the only thing I could probably do is, uh, the next thing i probably do is get, like, you know, all those massive steam cleaning machines and basically just steam the entire kitchen. We've, and, uh, we've got a steam cleaner. Oh, have you got a steam you, cleaner? You might, I, might, I, might, I might even let you lend it, mate. Oh, Ask yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, well, hang on a second. I'm not going to get that germaphobic yet. So, well, you know, the, the, <laughs> the kitchen is clean. So, you know, that's... Uh, <laughs> I, I believe you. For 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 a you know a single man's a man living on his own, it is, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, a guy who creates his house like a giant man cave. Yeah, I can definitely tell you that. So that's that's an achievement in itself. So I'm sure a lot of guys will also agree with that that sentiment as well. I went I went to a festival yesterday. If anyone's interested. Oh, what's the festival? It's a very small festival. It's just um, in the well, you know the Marple area. Do you know Etherow Park? Yeah, um, I know that bit. Yeah, yeah, it's at Etherow Park. It's a very small festival, but uh, it was good fun. Mm-hmm. Good fun. You know what I want to do? I want to do the, uh, you know, the, you know, the other markets they do on. I think I think it's on a Friday. They like uh, like in Stockport Town Centre where they give you like all the fresh produce that people like bring over and they bring it all in carts. Last Friday of every month, on the second slot, they do Foodie Friday where yeah. they have all the food trucks and whatnot and live music and then the following morning the saturday morning they have the makers market uh-huh. so you can get you know artisanal like pies and curry sauce and cool. cheese and all that kind of well, stuff you know what i want to do i want to basically make uh i want to make a hamburger at one point that's actually made from all a like hamburger? all pro yeah a hamburger made of all produce from stockport and I want to call it the that stop. Good. I want to call it the stop or burger, though. There's part of me that believes it's going to end up costing me forty pounds to do because you know we know My, we know fresh produce is pretty expensive. I've had an idea, which I've actually been trying to finalise it properly down. But I was trying to do like a full English breakfast burger. Oh really? So what you would, so what you would have is, but it, so it would be sandwiched between two buttered crumpets. Uh huh. And it'd be uh, uh, obviously uh, a, sa- a sausage patty. Yeah. Fried egg, black pudding, bacon. And then I'd, I'd get a, 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 um, a relish made from mushrooms and tomatoes and brown sauce. Yeah. 
and that'd all go on the two uh, two buttered muffins. So it's all you it's all your bits from a full English breakfast, but sandwiched between two uh, buttered muffins. Yeah, sorry, actually, that would be that would, crumpet, sorry. that would probably be the greatest invention since the McMuffin. <laughs> I think that I think yeah, definitely, and also because uh, they try to do like continental breakfast in burgers now, don't they? Like uh, where they try and stick in all like all the uh, all the continental ingredients and try yeah, and stick it all they, in. They try that. to. I mean, I think that you know, depending on where you live, uh, you know, continental breakfast for like a burger would maybe consist of maybe like um, maybe like an egg with a burger in it, and maybe like some uh, hash browns on the side, or maybe it would be. Um, Kind of like a, a chicken with a biscuit inside, so it depends. Cool. I just Ex- real... explain to me what a bit explain to me what a biscuit is, Patricia, because like obviously we don't we don't have them at all, really. like a scone like a scone or a scone or a yeah, yeah, it's like it's like thing, a scone. It? Yeah, it's very um, it's very round, fluffy. Uh, it's it's can it consists of like flour and butter and uh, dense, maybe some so. buttermilk, and then you just like mix it all together, and then you cut it into like a round circle, and you put it in the oven, and then you like put some butter or maybe some honey or jam on top, and then you just eat it. It's very similar to like a scone. Right. Yeah, something okay. like that. Very, very dense, dense exactly. Right. The, tra- the transatlantic dense. relationship still relies on... We're still working on basically working out breakfast at the minute, so... Uh. Yeah, when you say continental <laughs> breakfast, because when you go to a, a hotel in Europe, a continental breakfast is like croissants and jam. And yeah, like that's what I'm saying. So they've been trying um, to, sh- yeah, well, been trying to shove that all into a sandwich and it looks awful, but... Uh, yeah, yeah our, well, when I was staying at the um, at the hotel for like three days, uh, our continental breakfast was like, we had, there was a waffles, uh, scrambled eggs, uh, sausage, or bacon, depending on where, you, where you're staying at. Uh, then you have said biscuit. Um, some, if you don't want that option, then there's always like cereal with milk and fruit... And I suppose also- we're talking about different continents as well, aren't we? <laughs> yes, we are. We're talking the European continent and obviously mm. the North American continent. Well, shall, so, we, yeah. shall, we, shall, we, shall we scrape off the other three whilst uh, for our worldwide audience and say... Uh, I've uh, never holidayed in Africa. I've <laughs> never holidayed in Asia or South America. Yeah. So, uh, actually, oh, I should bring, I should bring that up, actually. Uh, I've actually been looking at uh, the uh, our listenership and uh, we actually got our first uh, listener from Israel. Nice. Yeah, so... One from one from Tel Aviv, would you believe? So, uh, so it's all pretty good. And uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, we've just stretched out this intro to like fifteen minutes. So uh, I think that's probably the longest yeah. intro we've I done mean, on this since this incarnation of the show. Yeah. We have we haven't chatted for a while. It's nice to catch up. It is, yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, and uh, so it's cool. So uh, anyway, for, this is the Arometa show. I'm Arometa, of course. Uh, Patricia's also on the show from Homes of Alabama, as you probably probably <laughs> talked about. And we also got Nick uh, down in Stockport as well. So, uh, guys, are you ready to uh, go through all the stuff that uh, people have been giving us and uh, see yes, what we think of it? All right, then. This first video is called uh, How to Defeat Authoritarianism. Historically speaking, the authoritarian playbook is always the same. Their ultimate goal is to consolidate power, and they always use the same time-tested techniques. First, they start by attacking the free press. This is just a way to weaken the media's ability to hold the ruler accountable. You can see this dynamic at play when Trump calls any negative coverage of his administration fake news. I mean, here's the thing about this. I mean, would you really compare... Donald Trump's treatment of the media to like you know an authoritarian regime like let's say like in Russia or like in uh, in like some some areas where journalists are actually you know putting their lives on the line basically just to tell a story about how awful their government is. 
not quite as much because he doesn't have the sway over the media, but he is the head of state and he has he is discrediting it publicly. So to a, to a degree, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll say to a little bit of a degree, but uh, I mean, one thing I would definitely say is, I mean, you could say that the media actually built this guy. When you think well, about yeah, it, yeah. they they gave him the uh, reality television show, and uh, they then put, put the paper put, plastered him all over the twenty four hour news media, and now here he is as president. So you could say that uh, even if they are attacking him, basically he's biting the hand that feeds. I mean, to I be fair, this was around the time that when um, you know reality shows were like super popular back then. So programs like the uh, The Apprentice were run of the mill at the time when compared to various shows such as like flavor of love or the surreal life or something like that you know just basically famous people who do a game show and base or you know they um they you know look at their lives and see what they're up to so it's you know to be expected yeah i mean nobody knew, nobody knew that he was going to you know turn out like this unless you watch the simpsons uh-huh to take away the media's credentials. Next, they will usually try to blame the country's problems on minorities or use other vulnerable populations as scapegoats. This I should say, well, he's um, you got you got that one there for comparison to Trump. I mean, it's uh, what all, all these immigrants that have now been like what, on the on the southern border have been like ripped away from their ripped away from their children, and uh, then you've also got him blaming like Muslims and things like that. So. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you can definitely check this one on the list in regards to, uh, you know, an authoritarian, you know, person, I guess. Two, that's two That's two checks then, is it, yeah? Or is that one and a half? I'll say one and a half, shall we say. Okay. Okay, so one and a half. Gives the ruler a way to validate people's concerns while redirecting the... I love that sign, speak American. <laughs> Trust me, I, it's it's been like that a lot. I, I mean, just what was it like either last week or the week before about like a 90 year old Mexican who was beaten up yeah. and they were, they were telling him to go back to his country. He lived there for years. Exactly. And that's disgusting because, you know, he has much to live in this country as much as we do. Yeah. Do you know what? It's like people like say, oh, it's just because of the, you know, the, the latest immigrants that come in. Unfortunately, whether we like it or not, there are some people out there who have never liked anybody who've come from the country, like say, you know, in the last two centuries, let alone what's happened in the last 30 years. So, you know, best, I, I uh, best story, best story I heard on, uh, I don't know how accurate it is, but it's been posted on Facebook quite a bit. So, um, oh, well, then oh, it's got to be true. Fucking adverts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This is happening on my phone. It keeps on popping up adverse. Um, so, yeah, so the story is there's um, they're in, people on a bus in Wales and there's uh, two women wearing wearing burkas chatting away in another language. Some bloke, some white guy pops up and goes, you're in Britain, you should be speaking English. And then another bus drive, another bus commuter actually goes, we're in Wales, they're actually speaking Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, shut up, you English twat. You know what I mean? If, if someone <laughs> finds that video, please post it to the show so we can all laugh at it. Seriously. I need to, uh, I need to find it. Please find it. Please find it. Anger towards a specific ethnic group. If people start protesting or revolting, they will blame the dissent on foreigners or paid protesters. This usually gives the ruler justification to use force against civilians or to strengthen internal police forces. Well, this was before Trump. I mean, I've seen you know all sorts of force used uh, during the Obama administration and also during the George W. Bush administrations. Oh my God! When when the Iraq war protests were kicking off, oh, but would you be- believe me? There was uh, you know there was like police in riot gear beating up protesters. You know during those times, it was like uh, it was uh, so. This to me wouldn't be new. I think if uh, Donald Trump were to do this in the United States of America, 
Shit gets crazy. Yeah. Next, they'll try to weaken judicial checks on power. They usually do this by publicly discrediting judges or the judicial system, defunding departments that investigate internal criminal activity, and working to remove people from powerful positions that are not loyal to the regime or its ruler. I mean, I think I will probably... We could probably relate that to Brexit. Do you remember when uh, the Daily Mail uh, posted up all those judges when they said... Uh, I can't remember what the uh, the case was. It was in regards to Brexit. And then they said they, they described uh, the judges who ruled on the case as enemies of the people. Like, wow. Uh, I mean, obviously, I stay away from the Daily Mail as much as I possibly can. Oh, we all do. I believe, I, I believe it. I <laughs> very much so believe it. Yeah, it's like, so, um, I mean, and on top of that as well, the recent Chief Justice that, sorry, one of the Chief, sorry, one of the Supreme Court Justices that recently retired, you know, John Trump's going to replace him with, uh, you know, some right-wing lunatic who doesn't believe in Roe v. Wade and uh, also, uh, uh, I think he had something else on his, uh, that, that uh, people were pretty afraid of as well. So, you know, Trump right now is going to stack the the, so the Supreme Court in on the side of uh of the right, and you know, all sorts of civil liberties could be up for up, up for debate after that. So uh, that's that's kind of, that's kind of concerning. Which leads us to the value of loyalty. Authoritarians will always reward loyalty over competence because they fear a system that holds them to the same ethical and legal standard as everyone else. This is why you usually start to see very unqualified people running departments that they shouldn't be running. Yeah, and also you could probably put uh, well, Sarah Sanders right now is the uh, the White House press secretary, and she ju and she's just a complete utter dunce. She can barely answer a question, and uh, then you have uh, uh, who what who's the name? Uh, Betsy DeVos is it? Uh, yeah, Betsy DeVos, yeah. the one who infamously said, you know, oh Bernie Sanders, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah, and on top of that as well, she said uh, she she wouldn't visit failing schools. Yeah, like, you know, and, and she's and she's what the secretary of education. Yeah, and, and some of the, I think she uh, she also wants to like you know give like further funding to like you know those evangelical Christian homeschools or something like that. So it's like oh yeah, we're going to get even more crazy right wing you know uh, Christians who uh, you know believe in the Republican version of Jesus Christ rather than the actual real one. Not bad. Oh, well. Under an authoritarian system, their loyalty is more valuable than their knowledge or skill. A lot of these dynamics are already happening in the United States. If we're not careful, the U.S. can slip into a modern version of authoritarianism, where elections can and do happen, but they have no power to yield any type of social or political change. Isn't that kind of what we have now? Like, mm. if you think about, it, think about it this way, right? Here in this country, we you you either have red or blue. That's not a democracy. Like, if, if, if you uh, really want to have, like, a real, like, a, um, we don't really have, like, a real electoral system that incorporates all sorts of political views. Like, keep this in mind, we have more than left versus right. We have, uh, um, we have liberals in this country, we have libertarians in this country, uh, both, you know, liberals represented by the Liberal Democrats and uh, uh, libertarians somewhat represented still by the UK Independence Party. And uh, also, as well, we have, uh, environment we have environmentalism as well and uh, green policies, which are represented by the Green Party. We have a various cosmopolitan now of political views and yet we still have a first past the post system that only kind of uh, um only really helps out the the big two and so you know we don't really you, have you a still, you, you still can vote green though and still vote you if but, you want it, to but it wouldn't really matter in a in a representative uh, in not in, in, in first past the post it wouldn't really matter all the the uh yeah this is the thing like in areas where there's huge concentrations of uh of you know conservative support and Labour support, all all the NMP basically needs to do is just knock up all his mates and say, "Oh hey, come out and vote for me," and they will. 
And uh, it's like, and, and on top of that as well, anyone who tries to vote against that uh, that candidate or again, you know, within that system, it's just gonna their vote doesn't really matter that all that much. You know, there's a what, there's a there's a there was a voter power index uh, done in some areas and some like some of the strongest areas. If you vote against the candidate, your vote really is only like zero point zero one percent of like a vote. So really, that you know, there's voters out there that you know candidates don't give a shit about. They'll just go up to their mates and say, "Oh, hey, come out and vote for me." They'll come out and vote, and uh, you know, jobs are good, and uh, they just dis- they just disregard everybody else because you know, no one uh, no one's pa- powerful enough in our electoral system basically to to stand up against people. So uh, what's the what's the what's the solution then? What's the solution, Aaron? What a, can we do? A representative uh, electoral system that uh, counts uh, the percentage of the vote rather than basically just tallies up votes. So for what you'd have is uh, you have it right now in the uh, in the Manchester Student Union. So you would uh, have an election. You would uh, then like have like, say a multiple choice. So not only would you do not just vote for one candidate, you don't vote for a first preference, a second preference, and a third preference. And then right. if so, no one if if in the first round of uh, of the vote counting. If no one can get 50% of the vote, it goes to the second preference, then the third preference, and then we, it, the decision's made when someone hits 50%. And then, therefore, you get you get a far more representative system than you do with just instead of marking an X in a box. So, uh, yeah, yeah, go on. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. And also, for America, we'll do, do, do away with them damn voting machines and go back to paper. You know, like, because, uh, uh, you know, right now no one really trusts these machines anymore. And there's also been uh, talks about some of them breaking down and not actually, you know, counting people's votes. There's been uh, that as vote well. So. Why, why not vote online? You can do everything else online. Why not vote online? That's a good point, actually. I, would, um, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. But uh, I think if you're going to be bringing out you know, these shoddy voting machines and you're not going to bother to repair them or you're not going to bother to take care of them and, uh, you know, this company doesn't really, you know, um, it's basically taking a government contract and taking the money for it and not really taking care of the, of the delicate electoral process, then I think uh, that all needs to be looked at, in my opinion. There's That's no perfect me. system when it comes to actually... Like, because obviously paper can be tampered with. Yeah, but there's a, it's, you know, there's no perfect system. But then there's, a, you, you know, a, I think a least shitty system is at least better than a really shitty system. I think we could all yeah, agree on that. that so. Vote online. Why not, why not vote online? You can do everything else online. Yeah, I would agree on that. The good news is that humanity has had plenty of practice defeating authoritarian leaders. The one thing that works surprisingly well is nonviolent resistance. In fact, studies show that between 1900 and 2006, campaigns of nonviolent civil resistance were twice as successful as violent campaigns in defeating authoritarian leaders around the world. Yeah, but wh- how? I, don't know, I mean, people are going to tell me, give me all sorts of examples of nonviolent resistance, and some people are going to say, well, you know, the latest one people are going to probably tell me is Ukraine. But right now, if you look at what's going on in Ukraine right now, it's in it's in terrible shape. You know, there's like there's a, like a, a far right neo-Nazi group going around, uh, you know, beating up ethnic Russians because uh, you know they there's that there's that strife currently going on in the country. And uh, so, I mean, there's there is non-violent resistance that bring down you know governments, but doesn't necessarily ensure stability. And I think that's what people are most afraid of: the fact that they might lose stability. You know, even though things are pretty bad right now. So uh, there's 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 that aspect that you have to get over as well. So and plus, some people don't want to take things lying down. Mm, that's a good point. Resistance movements are especially effective because they make it harder for the regime to justify using violence on its own people. The same studies also show that no government can withstand the challenge of three and a half percent of its population. So what can you do? 
Authoritarians thrive on popular fear and collective resignation. The most powerful thing you can do is simply participate in resistance campaigns that are peaceful and non-violent. I love the way they've got like this looking like like medieval medieval England with castles and <laughs> and kings and non-violent <laughs> protests wouldn't have worked back in the days of King Arthur. They just shut your fucking head off. <laughs> I was gonna say because also hang you up in the town square and throw rotten tomatoes at you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I I think that was at a time when people didn't really know any better. There was there was no internet back then, and uh, the information information exchange was very scarce. Unless you had like a guy running around on a horse, you know, uh, saying, uh, going up to another place and saying, "Hey, what's this? Is what's going Sound on in crier. this area?" That's, Sound that's crier, how people yeah. learn things, wasn't it? Sound crier. You yeah, know, yeah. Eighty percent of the population, or whatever, couldn't read and write. So, uh-huh. indivisible or participating in campaigns by the ACLU are good places to start. Democracy is more fragile than we think. Let's put into action this time-tested way to defeat authoritarianism before it's too late. Peace. Okay, so that was that. That was, that indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, next video. Let's take a look at this one. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I know this guy. He's, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, his, uh, he's supposed to be like a right-wing conservative commentator, the guy holding the microphone, and uh, yeah, he's terrible, to say the least. I dare say he's worse than me. I mean, it's like, and I, and I and I have a speech and language disorder for crying out loud. Yes, we are all sluts. You're a slut. All these dudes behind you are sluts. Your cameraman's a slut. Your PA is a slut. And your mic's a slut. And what made you a slut? Because I own my body. My body is not a political playground. It's not a place for legislation. It's mine. And it's my future. And how old are you? Um. Okay. Okay. Wow. So um, everyone apparently is a slut, including the guy in the Macho Man t-shirt back there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grown. 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 And so so you sleep around with a lot of men. No, actually, I'm a virgin. Oh, plot twist. I am a slut. Next time, I'm nice to have ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You're a virgin? Yeah. So you're not a slut? Yes, you can be a slut. Because a slut is not what you made it, Jesse. A slut is what I made it. A boss. Oh, his name's Jesse. Okay, then. That's, that's his name. Getting money. Taking the mic. Oh, no. Turning life around. Taking not over my, Hollywood. My God, this, yeah, this girl's I, shooting I like a promo. Her. I like her. She's just fucking winding, she just winding him up. She's fucking with him. Yeah. Samira, right? so, so you are still a virgin, but yet you call yourself a slut. It wouldn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter if I'm a virgin. It doesn't matter what a woman's sexual history is. A slut is just a word that you and your fellow penises made. A slut. Your mama's a slut. Your grandma's a slut. Everybody. <laughs> is your mother a slut? No, but yours is. Your mother's not a slut? No. But you say every woman's a slut. Everybody. Well, why your mother's not a slut? You are a slut. Not my mother in particular. Can you see why he's the world's worst commentator? Like, why, why are you entertaining this? Like, uh, <laughs> when, you walk, when you walk <laughs> away... <laughs> Wouldn't Jesse walk away at this, or any you know, sane person walk away at this point? I want to see what she's got to say next. She's off her head and I like it. A slut is a word for anybody who's owning their sexuality, turning up, and not letting Jesse twist their answers around. <laughs> so let me ask, I noticed you, are you dressed slutty today? No, I'm dressed like a woman. What made you decide to come out looking like this? You look like a slut. What made you do you it? You look like a slut! 
What made you dress? What made you dress like this? No, just answer that question. What made you? I dress like this because I can dress whatever I want to. Period. But what made you dress like this? Let me ask you. Do you believe? Only striped shirt. Let me ask you. Do you believe in God? Yes, Jesse. I believe in God. Would God want you to be a slut? God would want me to be whatever I want to be. Would he want you to be a slut? He would want me to be whatever I want to be. How about a slut? Whatever I want to be. And why would he want you to be a slut? He would want me to be whatever I want to be because God believes in choice. And you should know that, Jesse. That's would why you're allowed to wear this lame-ass shirt. Would your parents be happy to know that you're a slut? My parents would be happy to know that I'm a free woman on a billboard in Times Square in Soho for every real because we take back the woman form and we ain't lame dudes like Jesse wearing striped shirts. Thank you so she's much. She's not even dressed like a slut. She's wearing like a like a like a halter top and like a, a skirt that's not even that short. I was going to say, just like uh, a normal uh, person. She's and, just dressed and, like a like a person wearing clothes. And Jesse's dressed like he's ready to go on eight to play eighteen holes of golf. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, I can't really get the point that she's, that she's trying to make. She's trying to reclaim the word slut, which obviously just, you know I just has been done throughout. I just think the shit's hit the fan now. I think, you know, um, right-wing commentators for a long time have been, uh, you know, victimizing women in, like, you know, in, in rapes and things like that. No, no, sorry, not uh, victimizing. Basically blaming them in, like, you know, with, with about sexual assaults and rapes and stuff like that. At least, you know, stupid uh, commentators like Jesse have d done in the past. But, uh, yeah, like yeah. the slut shaving, which is basically what he was attempting yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. And so, it is, it's, she does not give a fuck, that girl. I, I, yeah, why, why would you? Like, you know, it's become so tiresome, this, uh, this talking point. Point that uh, you know these the insane conservatives have been saying for the last uh, you know couple of years or so. It's like it's like you know what? Let's you know let's just let's just accept it. There's, like there, there's no debating with these people anymore. And so she's just gone on this tirade. And so uh, and I don't blame her for doing it. Like if I if I probably want to have uh, you know. Uh, a more intellectual conversation with that woman than you know this uh, <laughs> this this golfing moron here that is holding the microphone. Is it possible to reclaim the word slot? Like obviously, black people um, in some people in some parts of black culture have reclaimed the N word, like rappers and what have you. I, I just and think that's, that's a that's a common thing. I don't Can think it's about reclaiming. I don't Would think it, a, a woman empowerment thing. I think the way she's going about it, I don't think she's like she's like trying to reclaim Slightly. a word. I think she's basically just saying, "Look, this is who I am, and uh, you just need to accept it." And uh, you know, society shouldn't have to. Um, Answer to any of you twice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, who who died and made you my boss. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. I can do, I can go and do whatever I want within reason. Fuck yeah. So yeah, so all power to her, I guess. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh huh. Okay, um, we. Uh, I should really. Oh, here we go. This is um, this is an article we're going to move on to now because uh, we don't do very many. I tell you, ever since the uh, concept of video that people keep sending us, so we don't really do that many. Uh, uh, many articles but uh this one's from the new york post and i've just put it on the full screen for some strange reason here we go now we can see each other all right so uh, a waitress body slammed a creep who grabbed her I've butt in a restaurant i've seen the have you, not, have you not seen the video uh we can watch the video right now if you want uh so here's the video and uh, so she's you know cheeky feel cheeky feel fuck you yeah it's just <laughs> slams him into the into the into there he, and, went, down, uh, he went down very easy didn't he well, yeah, he's just nothing but a wuss. Keep, yeah, keep it in mind. This guy, this guy probably has more, more rounds in his fat than he does in his, in his arms or anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. I'm sure that dickhead. I think he got arrested. I think, like, uh, 
Um, maybe the article says more details on it. Yeah, I can't remember if he did or not, but uh, I think we'll, we'll find. We're going to find out in a minute. So, Bovedu uh, poured a waitress backside, got what he deserved when he uh, swiftly body slammed him to grope and shamed him in front of the other customers as he sat on the floor. Uh, em- Amelia Holden uh, was uh, the in the midst of taking an order at uh, Vinny Van Gogh's uh, at uh, Savannah, Georgia, when the creep in a red shirt walked past her and grabbed her butt and uh, with his left hand. Uh, but the um, 21-year-old uh, didn't miss a beat. He, she grabbed him by the collar and put him in a brief headlock before throwing him to the floor in in a badass takedown, which was caught on surveillance video. So, uh, yeah, that's on the internet now for her, forever and end, and this guy's going to have to live with a shame for the rest of his life, pretty much. No, so. fair, fair play, and she'll, she'll become uh, a bit of a icon for, the, for that kind of stuff, obviously. The stuff like this goes viral, so... Uh, yeah. And in regards to that perverted jackass, I'll tell you what, that video actually is worse than Star Wars, kid. Would, would, would you have the balls to do something like that, Patricia? Um, no. If somebody were to touch me like that, absolutely. In, pub- be- in public, yeah. You'd beat the shit out of him. Be- yeah, I'd beat the shit out of him, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah, say that's your lights away. Yeah, I'd say yeah, I, I can... If, if, if somebody were to grope my butt like that... Then yeah, I would I would like headlock him absolutely. Yeah. You know, no 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 woman would did you know no woman deserves to be groped like that, especially since you know she's just doing her job. That's all she's doing. And yep. then this guy just comes along thinking that he has the rights to do it. Yeah, you've seen there's also there was actually a video that I saw mm-hmm. last week of you know um a, a news reporter from Brazil and she's being like kissed on by a bunch, a bunch of random oh, guys. I, I saw that. What's wrong is with that, people? During, man? During, is that during the World Cup? Was that during the World yeah, Cup? Yeah, that was, during, yeah, that was during the World. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, the yeah, world those time. loads of guys like grabbing her ass and yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that's, that's fucking terrible. Actually, how intimidating that must be to be in a pub full of drunk football fans as well, being a woman reporter. Could, could terrifying. you terrifying? Could you claim? Could you claim against your employer because of that? I mean, because they are kind of putting you in a dangerous environment when you think about it. Like, I wouldn't know about that, but I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure she'd give it a go. I'm sure, yeah, when there's blame, there's a claim. Um, so but the thing is, a lot, a lot of women wouldn't, not say a lot of women, yeah, uh, some some women wouldn't have the, the the strength or like the moral fortitude to actually go and do something. That, I mean, how often does that kind of shit go down in public? And people well, I think it's it? because they, they, I mean, whether we, I mean, I know women are a lot more uh, aware of what's going on now, but I think there is still this kind of uh, thought that, you know, oh, it, it's probably not, it's not going to happen to me. And so uh, there are some women out there who probably think, oh, it's never going to, you know, it won't happen to me in a million years. And then when it finally happens, like uh, they're uh, un- unequipped to deal with it, you know? That, so. Well, that's the thing. And, and I'm sure, and I'm sure the thing is, so like my wife, if you, if I, if she was alone and somebody grabbed her ass in public, I think she'd be too terrified to do uh, anything Nick, about it. Aren't you married to a former pro wrestler? <laughs> yeah, but you, you don't. Hey, bro, she's, she, she's, uh, uh, she's harmless. Uh, no, I, I, I think I think Steph could kick my ass. I think if she wanted to, I think <laughs> she. She when, when she's in the, I mean, I don't. Intervene. I feel bad talking about her on the show because they'd be they'd be scared of the consequences. Yeah. Physically, what, that what guy was consequences. If she's trying to defend herself, it it deserves it. You know. No, no, no. All I'm saying is that guy is a lot bigger than her. So she grabs his, uh, he grabs her ass. She, she physically I'm just, berates I'm just him. He could turn about around it. and knock she, her the fuck out. Is she taller he than? Done. He's bigger. He's stronger. He could have. He could have done. He could have been a lunatic. Is she? You know t- what I mean? Some, some people might not fight back because of fear of physical consequences. They can get I, I don't know. Thinking she's actually taller than him. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I mean, I can only see from this corner angle. But there's part of me that. Is she taller than him? I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think she is. 
Yeah, I, I think he's a little bit taller than him, or maybe even the same size. But I would say that, yeah, I would, I would say she'd, uh, well, she did what she did. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just think, uh, no, I think her? she's probably the same size, probably the same size. So a hey, good honor for uh, for defending herself. Um, yeah, just right. an update to this story. Uh, he sat in jail t- until Monday. So in my opinion, he got what he deserved. So yeah, he did get arrested and go to jail, which he probably rightly so, because, you know, that's, that is sexual harassment. So, mm-hmm. Okay, I think we talked this this one out. So uh, let's move on to the uh, what have we got next? Um, so oh, here we go. This is proof that Butch Mahatman is a total hack, according to this one. So let's see what this is. Get this out. You said you normally write your theme songs. Like- oh, I see. So I'll give some background to this. Uh, Butch Hartman is the creator of, uh, of the Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom and various other uh, cartoon shows. And uh, he was doing a let's play. He was doing a let's play, and he was also taking fan questions at the same time. And so this is a reaction to one of the questions that he got. And you said you normally write your theme songs. Someone says, what do I think of the Oaxis Family Guy meme? Oh, I'm not even going to look at it because the question's being asked by uh, Dueling Duelist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to look at it, and I don't care. (laughs) Because you know why? Whenever whenever you put yourself out there to do anything, there's always someone that's going to, like, uh, try and bring you down because they've never done anything on their own. And so uh, if uh, someone wants to do something and they, and they want to ask me questions like that, that's one thing. But if someone doesn't do anything and they want to, like, you know, I don't know, criticize, then uh, I have no time for them. No time for them. I really don't understand his arguments. Like, he's, uh, he's basically saying that uh, if, if someone... Yeah, so if someone criticizes him, but it hasn't done like a, a popular cartoon show as him, then they have no right to criticize. That's that's kind of no. You can't. Well, that, no, that's no, not no, how I criticism think, I think works. Point, I think the point that he was trying to make is uh, there are some people who are negative just for the sake of being negative. They do that to make themselves feel better. There yeah. are a lot of people trolls. You just go online and they've got a shit life. And, you know, their, their jobs crap. Their their personal lives crap. So they make themselves feel better by going online. Oh, there's this person with minor fame here, and he's he's in a public forum where we can access him directly. Let's slag him off. Let's bring this celebrity down to my shit level, and that'll make me feel better. Okay. So uh, the the person that asked that question, whose name will not be mentioned um, ever by my lips, uh, I just want to tell uh, all people like that as I get back to safety here that if you guys can't do it yourselves, you shouldn't criticize anybody else. You really shouldn't. Now, another cartoonist wants to have a problem with me or whatever, that's, that's a different story. But uh, at least somebody who's actually done something I'll, I'll talk to or talk about. Speed. It does come off a little. Yeah, he does. It's like... You know what's funny? Wait, I want to say one more thing. Yeah, you know, sure. as, as many things as I've done in my life, like, like being a father, being a husband, being a, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, a guy who's in his 50s who's or done... Or a boss, a guy who's done shows, a guy who stayed up late at night working really hard to answer questions from people who've never done anything and, and they want to criticize. I, I, it's, it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. It's like, really? That's your question? So it's, it's, it's quite amusing, actually. Okay, I'll, I'll take this from two angles from, from what I've heard. I mean, if we are talking about trolls, 
you know, I totally would be in agree with him. But he, he seems to be taking this uh, this stance of like, well, that you holier can't... than thou. Yeah, holier than thou. Yeah, like whether if you've not created like so. I mean, the only people apparently who can criticize him apparently includes Matt Groin. Um, you know, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, you know, like you know Walt Disney or uh, you know um, any other like cartoon creator that's better than him. Apparently, they're the only ones who are able to criticize him and not anybody else. Like uh, little, little bit, little bit. It's multifaceted, but I, I, yeah. he's probably had people slagging him off a lot, and he probably thinks. Who the fuck are you to slag me off? You've never done anything in your life. You know what I mean? So. To be fair, I mean, Butch Harmon has put himself... He's been doing, like, a number of YouTube videos and things, and he's also, like, he does tweet quite a lot as well. So he, you can't say he doesn't put himself in the public eye and doesn't put himself up to, uh, to you know, to, uh, to public scrutiny. scrutiny. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I think just to turn around and say, oh, hey, you're going to, um, you know, no one, no one who's never done a cartoon before is not allowed to criticize me. I just think that's a bit... I mean, I I mean here's the thing, Aaron. Um, let me ask you a question. Go on. Let's just say that, um, you know, a person were to critique maybe the Aaron Meta show, you know, maybe maybe to either make it better or um, maybe to, like, suggest something. Um, would you take their word for it, even though that according to what Butch Harmon claims that, you know, they don't do their own podcast or their own content creation? Would you consider that? Um, well, I, I mean, if someone, if anyone gives me any good criticism, you know, any constructive or any good criticism, then, you know, then, then yeah, I definitely would take that on board. Like, for example, I mean, I think one of the reasons why we ended up doing, remember we ended up doing Pix Mix, I think it was actually kind of fan demanded. A little bit. When, yes, uh, it was. Had, yeah. yeah, everybody's been asking for it for a long time because The Incredibles Two was coming out, and um, because of that, a lot of people wanted to know about what our thoughts of every single Pixar movie was. Yeah, and, and, and even this, after Pixar Mix is over, you know, there's been a lot of people have been demanding like other movies that we should cover. Uh, DreamWorks has basically been the number one thing they've asked us to just yes, do a exactly. series on. And by the way, everyone who keeps asking me when you're going to do DreamWorks films next, we're working on it. Uh, give us some time, and uh, we'll definitely look into. Uh, we're actually looking to possibly do it in conjunction with uh oh what what movie were we thinking of doing it in conjunction with um, next how to Train Your Dragon 3 how to Train Dragon 3 so we'll uh, we'll probably work it up to that I think so event uh, but I think we're also going to be starting it we might be if we are going to do it we might start it on like the anniversary of Ants yeah I think. because that's, so, that's that's October yeah so well uh, that's where we might we might do it but uh yeah, so, but in, in, in conclusion, with regards to Butch Harmon, look, I know he's probably frustrated with all the people who, uh, you know, keep, you know, giving him all sorts of shit on Twitter and on social media and stuff like that, but, you know, you, you can either choose to, you can ignore it, and, uh, you know, you can just concentrate on people who give you, you know, the comments that you actually want to, you know, focus on and you feel is going to make you, uh, you know, a better person at the end of the day and it's actually going to you know, be applicable to your skill set. Or you can, you know, you can respond to people look like a total jackass at the end of it. I mean, for example, uh, did you, um, I mean, you know, I get, I, you know, me and Patricia equally both get, you know, our, our, our uh, uh, fair share of criticism and fair share of, you know, comments and things like that. And there's a, there's a, you know, there's comments that we get which are positive and the ones that we want to, you know, are the ones that are constructive and there are other ones that are, so, you know, totally negative, unconstructive and just basically just, uh, I don't really want to soothe anyone's ego by, uh, you know, playing into that kind of like, uh, you know, that that, I don't that, really that view YouTube comments. Has anybody has, has anybody uh, slagged me off in uh, YouTube comments? You, so. YouTube, I don't even, well, I do read YouTube comments, but i got to be honest with you, they're not Relax. my favourite comments. 
they're not my favorite comments. Like they're the most. Uh, they're they're either basically quoting what they're either. I mean, remember the uh, the six the six things that you'd love to see in Hey Arnold season six. Remember that video? That's my most popular video right now, about eight thousand hits. And uh, there's like a mixture of like. Um, people who will say good, there's a good uh, bunch of people who say, you know, very positive things about my video, and then there's other people who basically just slag it off for like the, uh, you know, the most, the most awful, you know, the stupidest of reasons. And, uh, you know, so those, those people I'd rather ignore, and there's other people who actually have, you know, good things to say, or have like, you know, constructive criticism, or have uh, like suggestions that actually help the video, or actually help me in the future, I actually concentrate on. But yeah, some guy, some, some guy telling me to go to hell, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna concentrate on him, he can go fuck himself. I mean, I think the reason why a lot of people are upset about this because I'm sure that you guys heard about the kick the Kickstarter that he started, yeah, about, I, like starting his own cartoon, and then it turns out that it was actually just a hack. Um, uh, Ox, oh, well, Alexis allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. I, mean, I don't know. We, we don't know like the full details yet, no. but allegedly. Well, I mean, there's been all sorts of crazy like, stories around this because I think the last one I heard was about apparently that it was going to be uh, like a like an evangelical cartoon, kind of like uh, yes, uh, what's exactly his name? a Christian Christian focused um, and evangelical cartoon, and that's like. Apparently that's not what everybody wanted. They 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 thought that oh you know you never mentioned this in the Kickstarter and blah blah yeah. blah blah. I, I don't know anything about this. I mean I just been hearing oh, like bits I'm and a, I'm imagine, imagine if he announced that and then when he finally brings out the product, the final product is like it's like a it's like a, a version of moral oral. Like uh, imagine how hilarious that would be. Mm. Like, uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, there's a bright side to this. I mean, it's not like in Mighty Number no. Nine, in which it was like so highly anticipated, and then eventually, when they did show it, it was like, oh, this is what it looked like, and then the disappointment just became like it crashed down. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, at least you know it, it was pretty scummy that you know it was revealed that that was what it was going to be about, but. I, like I said, I have no idea what's, you know, going on in the details of, like, the cartoon or the Kickstarter. I, I haven't followed Butch Hartman in months. The last thing I think I saw was that video he talked about, like, the deleted scene and Channel Chasers, and that was pretty much it. He needs to so go. I have, is it just me, or is, uh, has Butch Hartman kind of gone a bit downhill since he left Nickelodeon? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, his career was pretty downhill when they were starting to introduce like additional characters. And to be quite honest, I never really cared for uh, Tough Puppy or Bunsen is a Beast. So they should, you know, yeah. like, in all the, now that we're going back through like the, uh, you know, the Nickelodeon's going back through its reboot phase, like, the one cartoon you think they should reboot is Danny Phantom. Yeah, well, guess what? That's not gonna happen. I know, and like, imagine like uh, on top of that as well. Like, you could do like what you've got Danny Phantom and you've got Miraculous Ladybug. You could do a, if that if Danny Phantom came back at the same time as Miraculous. You could do a you could do a crossover. It's like, yeah, that's, that's true. That'd be pretty and, awesome and, crossover. And, and again, you know, I think there's a great comparison with uh, Butch Harmon to Keiji Nafune because, you know, um, Keiji Nafune was, you know, he, he made like a huge comeback with like Mega Man 9 and then 10. And then when he left Capcom to do his own company, I mean, it pretty much just went downhill from him. And now they're doing Mega Man 11 and Capcom without him. And, you know, mm. they brought the, the thing back. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, I mean, just recently Rugrats has been announced to have a revival. They're going to have 20 new episodes and they're going to have the live action movie where the babies are CGI. Uh, and um, I yeah, heard I about that. That's going to, I, I, I'm dreading to see a trailer. I really don't, I really don't like the idea of what that's going to become. Okay, I, it kind of—I don't know why—I get—I get horrible—I get horrible flashbacks to Rocky and Bullwinkle. 
if you mm. remember that, yeah. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make is is that if Nickelodeon wants to do Danny Phantom, they could. They have the rights to Danny Phantom if they want to. But I think in the meantime, um, so far we have Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling, which is going to come out this year. Invader Zim Enter the Florpus has just shown its trailer over at San Diego Comic-Con just yesterday. So that might be coming out by next year. And then Rugrats is going to be next. So in the meantime, we don't know what the next revival is going to be about. So um, who knows? I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, Watch this space. So uh, let's uh, get on to our next topic, and uh, let's see what this... Oh, yeah. This is in regards to uh, She-Ra. Uh, which oh, I... my God. B- before... You know what, Aaron, right before we talk about this, you remember a few weeks ago in which we dis- we saw the Thundercats um, trailer and everybody hated it because of its quote-unquote CalArts animation? Yeah. Well, I guess they stopped complaining about that because now we have people complaining about She-Ra. It's yeah. like... Great. Well, before we even get to that, I mean, let's just focus on, like, th- the beginning of all of this. I mean, uh, She-Ra coming back. Um, your thoughts? Okay, here's the thing. He-Man came back in 2002 or 2003 on Cartoon Network. Yeah. And it was um, not a huge success because of low ratings. The same old complaint about like, oh, the original of the the original fans of the '80s cartoon did not like it, and blah 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 blah. And so it was canceled due to low ratings. And season three was originally supposed to showcase Shira, but it never happened. So um, the fact that we are going to get Shira back is not a surprise for me because, I mean, they've pretty much remade almost every single '80s cartoon at this point. So She-Ra was inevitable. I th- uh, yeah, I was saying that She-Ra was inevitable. I really thought there was going to be another re- reincarnation of He-Man at some point. And uh, I'm just very surprised that, uh, you know, uh, when people have been waiting, all of a sudden She-Ra uh, comes out of there. And I'm not saying that it's that's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm just kind of saying it's kind of like I wasn't really expecting it. You know, it's kind of, mm. it's kind of like it's uh, like it's um, I mean, back in the day, I mean, keep this in mind as well. Would you say Shiro was as big as He-Man back in the day? No, not did, she, did no. Shiro have her own show back in the day? I don't remember that. Shiro oh. did have her own spin-off series. Yes. Oh. Wow. I mean, obviously, I watched He-Man when I was a kid, but I didn't know. Exactly. Shira a lot of people up. watched He-Man a lot more than Shiro. Yeah. On top of that as well. I mean, some of that as well. In the Christmas special, uh, people refer to it more as the He-Man Christmas special than they do as the He-Man and Shira Christmas special. Right. So it's like it's, it's, She-Ra doesn't even get, get the sub-billing. Was the She-Ra one on British television? I think it was, I yeah. I think, uh, I can't remember who showed it, but uh, it must have been, if it's not, you should definitely get it on satellite TV. You know, at the time in the 90s, you get, you get anything on satellite television pretty much. So uh, anyway, um, go, well, we've gone to that now, and then all of a sudden we've got loads of outrage about it. And so let's just uh, give you the first couple of lines of it. If the internet hasn't learned anything from the outrage of fanboys over Ghostbusters reboot, well, we'll have a debate about that later on. The internet is racism, misogyny, yada, yada, yada. Now fanboys of the 1980s cartoon She-Ra, which is focused on He-Man's twin sister, have uh, targeted the creator of the reboot that portrays the warrior as less sexualized objects are born of the male gaze and more, well, a warrior. Uh, they've uh, gone from a new short showrunner from being uh, to for being a queer woman. What? Sorry, I just I just pulled this thing up, and uh, this was like one of the first articles that came up. So I'm not too sure 
Well, this is butter. The new Shiro slated to premiere on Netflix in November has been reimagined to appear more fierce than the original and in a costume that doesn't flaunt or cleavage. But uh, some men and teenage boys are angry because uh, apparently cartoons for children are supposed to be uh, supposed to be sexy. Well, let's unpackage all of that for a second. I mean, in regards to um, Shira uh, being like, keep this in mind. Everyone, th- at least in, at least in when I was growing up, everyone thought that Shira was basically for girls and He-Man's was basically for boys. So yeah, was like, get, men, men weren't even paying attention to Shira at that point. No, they weren't. I, I mean, there was like a kind of like an unofficial rule back then. In fact, I want to bring something up. So I was talking to uh, somebody on Twitter regarding about like, you know, cartoons and about various um, properties regarding about like, you know, you know, uh, back in the 80s and the and the 90s, you know, the time that we grew up in, there was like an unofficial rule that um boys had shows like he-man and transformers and teenage mutant ninja turtles while you know girls had she-ra and gem of the holograms and my little pony and stuff like that and those shows were those you know for those particular audiences and they couldn't watch anything else Mm. and and you know it because of um what you call it because of um say was there really i mean i'm trying to think was there really that much of a divide in animation at that time because i know there was transformers and things like that but then there was also those kind of like those middle of the road cartoons as well kind of like you know the gummy bears i definitely would say was middle of the road and then you had uh, the smurf you had the smurfs and the snorts well to be fair th- those uh, were like the late 80s yeah. uh, we're talking about like like early 80s you know in which there was like this huge divide about like you know boys can only watch this and girls can only watch this i remember yeah. when i was a kid my mom would say like you know i wasn't allowed to watch shows like teenage mutant ninja turtles or batman because you know those she thought that those were like for boys i I even heard a i even heard a rumor like um that the powerpuff girls movie didn't do so well because boys were embarrassed to go into the theaters being made fun of saying like you know they were watching a show that were clearly for girls yeah and then um the follower that um you know was posting on twitter saying like you know i'm so glad that i live in a day and age in which um you know shows can be both for boys and for girls equally and nobody is judged you know because we are in that day and age in which, you know, a boy can watch My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and a girl can watch, um, um, I don't know, like, a, give me an, an example of something manly uh, that's nowadays, but nonetheless. Mighty uh, um, Max, I guess you could say. That's, sure, sure, Mighty Max. But yeah, basically, you know, we're in a time in which that unofficial rule has been, like, pretty much demolished. And the fact that you know, now men are like really criticizing on She-Ra because of her design, even though that nobody cared about She-Ra to begin with. It's like, great. Mm. Good to hear. The remake isn't necessarily, I mean, I'm sure it is partially for, for people of our age range, but is it not mainly for new kids who are going yeah, to absolutely. enjoy yeah. it with a fresh pair of eyes? Yes, and, and even with uh, the new Ninja Turtles cartoon that, that came out, everybody is beyond pissed with that show because, oh, it's not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I grew up with, and, you know, Raphael's the leader now, and it's like, this is a new take, you know? I, I know that a lot of people are going to compare it to the original or to the 2003 version or even to the 2012 version, but it's different. It's for a new audience, and I'm By not angry way, about it. Actually, I would like to uh, bring in the uh, the original creator of She-Ra, if I may, sure. uh, Mr. Absolutely. Michael Stransiski. Um, he basically tweeted uh, his response to this, and he says, and I quote, 
As the guy who created the character of She-Ra and her universe alongside Larry Titilio, uh, though Mattel named her, a few thoughts. Uh, and note, I'm no way connected to the current show, and I'm speaking as both as an outsider to what is and an insider to what was intended. Okay, so uh, two. Uh, we never considered to or wrote sh- for Shira as the ide- quote unquote the ideal woman. I don't think that phrase was ever appeared anywhere in the Bible we wrote, uh, and cl- certainly never in our in discussions. We spoke and wrote of and considered her a warrior first and foremost. So I think yeah, everyone- but boys, but men can be sometimes thinking of different things. Uh, there was a robot oh, yeah. chicken short that I watched a few years ago, uh, you know, showcasing about like, you know, where are, you know, girls toys now? And one of them was Jem and, you know, she's playing in a kid's birthday party. And then there's the guy who's like paying her money and saying like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but back in the eighties, I used to masturbate to you all the time. So, well, I mean, they're, they're saying yeah. like a joke, but guys do think that in real life that yeah. you know that various characters show up you know who are females show up for sex appeal oh yeah well uh, yeah. imagine the you know, you know rule 34 exists for a reason uh, pretty yes. much to this and uh, you can see who's uh, kind of like making up that point but uh, anyway I'll continue what she says uh, uh, so number three of, uh, of his uh, quotes he says so I think anyone who is uh, looking back at Shira or Adora as the ideal woman is uh, quote unquote is doing so through the lens of uh, prepubescence, um, since it was aimed at kids' uh, interest and kind of. Understandably imprinted uh, like, uh, like uh, on her like baby ducks. I get it, but it wasn't uh, the creative intent. Uh, so, and uh, he's also said, uh, to the whole idealized uh, person discussion, I would like to add that there is a significant dis- distinction to be made in the terms of how a character like She-Ra is discussed or seen versus how male characters are seen in both shows like this and in superhero books in general. Yes, male characters tend to be idolized in form of proportion, but female characters tend to be objectified. There is a profound difference between those two and failing to perceive that distinction is uh, promiscuous. Yeah, promiscuous. That is why you rarely see a male superhero without pants. Okay. Uh, by that, I don't mean naked. I mean that without leggings or some kind. That is absolutely rule for female characters. Uh, I say this as a guy who put Wonder Woman in pants during uh, a run because seriously, it's hard to fight otherwise. No leg hair or guy superhero or guy heroes. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, just want to add. Some uh, possible clarity to the discussion. If you're looking for writers to uh, create your ideal woman, uh, quote unquote, that wasn't the intent. Uh, this ain't it, and we don't know. Uh, f- we don't know you well enough to uh, guess. And be aware that uh, idolization does not equal objectification. Uh, sorry, I keep clicking on his uh, thing. There we go. Um, th- that pers- perspective is something I've always tried to bring to bear in my work. From co-creating Shira's personality to um, Dylan uh, Ivanova, uh, Lita, and other on, others on Babylon Five, all the way to uh, Riley's son Kyla Nomi and An- Aminita in Sensate. Uh, it's all about strength, smart, and wit. But sex does sell, though. That's the thing. No matter what, sex sells. It does. And uh, but here's the thing about this. You know, this is my biggest fear about this. You know, they've been creating fan art of the new Shira recently, and and it's part of me that feels that uh, they they they're starting to kind of hype up Shira a little bit. 
uh, coming up towards November, and yet we've not seen one frame of animation, not one, uh, uh, not one sound of what she sounds like. No music, no background, no ad- additional characters. We don't even know where the universe that Shira is going to be in. In, in this uh, reincarnation of Shira, so I mean, there's a bit of worry that there, you know, that uh, there's going to be, and we know there's going to be certain people out there on the internet that's going to hype this up to the moon, and then when it finally comes out, it's going to be like, nah, not really anything to talk about, really. So there's a fear, there's a fear of me that this is going to get overhyped a little bit, and so I think we should probably see something first before we, you know, start, you know, rocketing this to the moon. It's just a warning. So I mean, you know, that's that's. I mean, even um, even with that said, I mean, even if they did, were able to see it. There's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like disappointed, regardless. You know, you know, it's. I, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, and I, I want to say this right before we move on to the show, that I'm just kind of disappointed at you know fans of this particular media that, you know, everything just seems to be like they have to find something to complain about. Oh yeah. It's the internet. Everyone complains about everything on the internet. I know, but they seem to be doing it a lot more recently. It's like nobody can be pleased about what they see. There always has to be like some form of complaint. Oh yeah, I, th- I think. Um, I mean, uh, unfortunately, recreational we've... outrage. Don't call it <laughs> recreational <laughs> outrage. Uh, that might be the title of the show. I think. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, I remember like my friend Chris, he posts a picture every time that he's feeling down about like everything that's going on in the world, like, you know, politics and, you know, people acting really cruelly. And there's always like um, that that picture at the end where a person, you know, he walks away and he heads over to like these people who are from pop culture, like, um, you know, um, what you call it, Garnet from Steven Universe or Starscream from Transformers, and they're in the TARDIS and saying, like, you know, come on board and, you know, come with us and something like that. It's like, it's supposed to be like an escape. Media for a lot of people is an escape. I mean, it's been like that since the Great Depression. It's been like that since, like, when, you know, plays were starting about. Well, here's what I would say about this. I mean, like, the media itself is the escape. I mean, the the reviewing community around it, I don't think is necess- is not the escape at all. And it's basically just some kind of like you know oversized forum for people to kind of just like you know either vent or to uh, you know say oh. something something about that. So I would I would disagree with the idea that the actual media itself is no longer the escape because I mean if you uh, say for example like. Um, uh, there's a you know there's some movies that I don't, that uh, I I particularly like but everyone else hates. Like, I mean, for example, I mean, I'm probably going to get a load of shit for this, but I actually do like, uh, you know, some episodes of Mr. Pickles, uh, you know, the Adult Swim cartoon. And yeah, some people actually, some people actually, you know, a lot of people actually really despise it. And uh, so, I mean, but, you know, if I watch that on its own without listening to all those people, like, so that will be my escape. So, uh, and I don't don't listen to uh, all the uh, rage online about it or anything like that. So I think the... um, so for me, I, I would um, I would agree with you that I think there's a lot of people who you know I think probably probably talk too much, and probably uh, you know complain too much about uh, certain things. But when you, uh, when you <laughs> like all of us three, all of us three, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when, when you when you switch that off and you just kind of watch stuff on your own, uh, it's still be you know it, the media itself still stands on its own. Like uh, everything else around it doesn't necessarily matter if you don't listen to it. For every for every person talking shit and being negative online, there's a funny cat video waiting to make you smile. Yeah, there is. Well, I don't have a cat video, but uh, I do have um, I do have this. So let's take a look at this. Okay, so uh, this is a uh, Mario Kart has now gone VR. Ooh. Oh wow! 
Let's take a look at this. So, um, he's wearing a like one of those HTC Vives, and uh, I don't know. Like, I, here's the thing about this. Um, I, I've you know people have been asking me, am I have, have I gone on top of the VR craze? And I've not yet, as of really, because uh, I'm waiting for kind of like the uh, you know the Oculus Rift. I'm waiting for mm-hmm. that to kind of uh, come come down in price a little bit to, uh, and then you also get some more games for it as well, which I think I probably would uh, spend a lot of my time, you know, putting my helmet on. But uh, I mean, the Vive as well. I mean, I've had a kind of a bad experience with HTC products, so it's kind of made me not want to kind of like splash out like 800 pounds like on a on a on a Vive helmet, pretty much when they first came out. So, uh, but uh, you know, if they keep doing stuff like this, I think I'd be pretty happy with it. So uh, maybe one day. Yes, yeah, so I've I've done VR a couple of times at an arcade. And um, it was like a shooting robots kind of game, and it really is amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. But like you say, it's just not terribly affordable at the moment, is it? It's not mainstream enough. I think uh, if you look, if you the way we're playing games right now, me, I'm playing my Nintendo Switch, and that's not VR. So it's like, oh. I mean, I'm sure somewhere down the line, Nintendo's going to come up with like you know, like a, a cardboard headset you can you know put the put the switch into. I the, guess. the Super Virtual Boy. Yeah, the Super Virtual Boy. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be. Uh, uh, mind you, it will make the Nintendo Switch pretty much, um, uh, you know, the the master console, wouldn't it? It's like it's uh, got all your Nintendo games, got all your Super Nintendo games, and you've got your Nintendo 64 games soon, somewhere down the line. And then all of a sudden, it's all, uh, co- you know, the Nintendo Switch, you'll be able to put it over your eyes, and there you go, it's your Virtual Boy as well. Like, you know, it, it stretches all but places. But still, none of the game systems are backwards compatible with old games, though, are they? No, they're not. They're so, so annoying, that. Yeah. Just, just like it if you could play all your PlayStation games on your PS4. Yeah, it would actually justify you getting it as well because uh, not only are you playing your new games, you're playing your old games as well. That's the great thing about That's backward I mean. compatibility. Yeah, exactly. You can play all your old PS2 games that you loved from back in the day, but no, you can't. You've got to keep your PS2. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the uh, the fact that he's actually, you know, I don't know, you can't actually put like a real cart in your house, can you? So just to play Mario yeah, Kart. So let's have, a, let's have a closer look at that. That is a weird thing there, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So uh, well, I'll put it up on the, I'll try and put it up on the main screen if it'll, uh, if it'll let me. But yeah, this is basically what I'm it is. I'm shit racing games anyway. Yeah. And so, uh, it's uh, basically it's just Matt. I don't think. What for, is this like a particular version of Mario Kart? I can't think. I don't know if it's. Uh, uh, it's it's an eight. I don't know. I don't think it looks like. It doesn't look like it. Apparently, it's been made by Bam, by uh, Bandai and Namco. So mm. uh, and it's been made in conjunction They've been doing with a lot Nintendo. Of Nintendo lately. Oh, cool! Uh, that guy's got the hammer from Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty interesting to see how that. Oh, and they also it's got the ass. Yeah, got some aspects of Mario Kart Eight in it as well. Mm. It's pretty cool. And, uh, oh yeah! Did you hear on Mario Kart 8 now they've uh, they've now done the Zelda Breath of the Wild skin for uh, Link and now he's got a motorbike. I've heard so, about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna download the update about it from it and some see what it's like. So, uh, cool. it's only available at arcade in Shinjuku, Japan. Right? Yeah. yeah so we don't, we don't that, we're not gonna see it anytime soon then. Well, I'm I'm sure when comic conventions start rolling around, I'm sure they'll probably start putting it on tour and stuff. So uh, maybe there'll be a chance to play it there, I guess. Oh, well, hey, that's, uh... Arca- arcade club in Berry that I've told you about, Aaron. The big massive arcade. I bet they'll get it. Yeah, they're probably. If it ever comes out. Oh well, if they're, yeah, if they're. Imagine it'd probably be pretty costly if they're dead. So they, they get, need to get a they've lot of people to play of, it. They've got loads of Japanese. They've got loads of Japanese games there that you can't really get anywhere else. Yeah, like a lot of the sen- sensory type ones. You know, like the tap to the music kind of ones. Mm. Quite quite a lot of those. Yeah. Well, I'm the sure. Weird we'll... Japanese arcade games. Really weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough when uh, when we're going to see it. Okay, uh, next video. Uh, we're moving into kind of the technology side of it at the minute, so uh, we'll keep going through these. Oh, hello. 
This is a goldfish that's uh, linked to sensors uh, on a cart, and so he just needs to touch the touch the uh, like the sides of his bowl, and like he can um, he can move around. <laughs> and it's playing to the Evangelion theme song. Yeah, I don't know what the relevancy of that is. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's still not free though. Like you know, you probably have more fun in the ocean than I think you probably would be in a in a in a bowl. On a bunch of wheels. Mm. Okay. It looks like a. Well, it looks like least, one of those. Yeah. It looks like one of those. You know those. Uh, remember at school when you had like uh, one of those like uh, projectors and like they put like the slide over it and you yes. like project it on the screen. It looks like one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Over like an over a projector thing. One of them. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah that's what, it, that's what it looks like. So I'll give a closer view of it. It looks like. What are they? What are they illustrating with this? That like what they can weaponize goldfish. What? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's so that goldfish can go wherever they want, but they only have five second memory, so they don't even know where they've been. So, like within, uh, so hang on a second. Let's just count. Let's just count this video. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five. It doesn't remember where it is now. One, two, three, four, five, and it's forgotten again. And one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, it, like it's just it'll just be wandering around aimlessly. Well, goldfishes are barely, barely sentient anyway. You know what I mean? They're fucking idiots. Yeah, <laughs> That's just... why they're goldfish. Well, they're just, uh, they're, they're, they're just there for scenery, basically, in your, in your goldfish bowl. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, what is this science doing? Like, what is the application of this science? Uh, Anyone got any clue? Because I haven't. I guess maybe if you swim in a particular direction, you'll be able to... Uh, yeah, I kind of, yeah. I'd re I guess it's just so they say they can just do it. You know, I'm sure there will be some application. I'm sure there will be some application, but I, I've not seen it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. It's pretty cool. Don't get has. me wrong. It's pretty cool. Just uh, useless as far as I can see. Okay. Next video. Okay. This is a. Uh... These are trash collecting samurais. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So move over, Samurai Pizza Cat. So you got the trash collecting samurais now. They look. One's wearing a bowler hat. Baller. They've not got swords though. They've just got little grabber things. I wanted them well, to yeah, pick I mean, up beer cans and coke cans with a full-on katana. That's yeah, what I wanted to see. That's pretty dangerous, to be honest. If you if you're in a crowd, the size like uh, picking stuff. I, I'm yeah, sure. Was... I'm sure there's laws against that. I think in Japan. I think if you know welding around a a, a, a sword in a street, and um, yeah, I, I don't. Cooler, though. I don't imagine how much practicality in collecting trash. Yeah, no one's messing with you though, are they? Yeah, well, they're spreading the word about environmental issues. So, uh, I think it relates back to our previous video, like you know, non-violent resistance. They're not even dressed like samurai. Right. They're just normal Japanese people. They're not. They're not even wearing samurai samurai armor. Aren't they? I think they are. I thought that's what they look like. Well, hey, that's just that's just me. But yeah. Well, uh, good luck to the trash collecting uh, samurais. Uh, though whether you'd be better than the samurai pizza cats, I will have no idea. Okay. Um, next video. Let's take a look at this. Oh, this is a uh, a protest that's kicking off in, uh, which is pretty loud. And so basically, these these poor people have not had their trash bins collected in a while, uh, going to this. So they decided to stick them up in front of the uh, the traffic to uh, to stop people from you know going down the street until they basically collected them. 
And and why are they not collecting the trash or, or the garbage men on strike or something? Probably they just probably they're just incompetent. Maybe I don't mm. know. But uh, apparently he's creating a lot of anger at the minute. This is in Barnsley, by the way. So, uh, um, where's that at? That's in Derbyshire. Yorkshire. 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 Sorry. Yorkshire, mate. Yorkshire. Okay then. Oh, that's uncalled hey. for. If you do that, all you're gonna do is piss off your neighbours and piss mm. off everybody that goes down that street. I get the point you're trying to make. But yeah. Oh. Well, that's the end of that. Um, is this our next video? I'm trying to, trying to keep up with the... Uh, thing. Oh, yeah, it is. So, oh, um, by the way, I do apologize, everybody. There was a video that someone sent to us called uh, uh, This Mother Took uh, Children's Phones and Shot Them to Teach Them a Lesson. Uh, the video wouldn't download, so uh, unfortunately we couldn't get it, so we have to replace it with this instead. Uh, this is uh, um, Attenborough, uh, Attenborough on a building site. Uh. Here we can see two animals taking a well-earned rest. <laughs> it's early morning, and they've been working non-stop for over 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> a surprise attack from a predator has startled the unsuspecting layabouts. It's feeding time for this hungry brute. With the amount this wild beast can consume, won't need to eat again for at least an hour. <laughs> the apprentice, a tradesman in his infancy, he'll watch and learn from the on-site elders in the hope of becoming a fully-fledged adult. For now, though, his main skills lie in tea-making. White and two sugars. And here we have one of the more simpler of the species attempting to lace up a work boot. <laughs> it may seem like a simple task for most, but this animal will be here for some time. <laughs> okay, so uh, I don't know if that was actually an advertisement for something, but... Uh, so for workwear by the looks of it, yeah. Yeah, looks like it, yeah but hey, that's a pretty clever advertisement, I have to say. So, uh, I'll tell you what, what have you kind of called after David Attenborough in your office, just kind of commentating on everything that's going on? That would be oh, amazing. That's going to be my new hobby from now on at work, just just, just doing it to myself. Oh, my no God. one's paying attention. <laughs> Observe yeah, the yeah. accountant. If only he paid the bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so uh, we're kind of running short of time, so we'll just go straight into the last video. So here we go. Well, well, in all the things to be in the Arometa show, I didn't think we'd be in the sky. So, uh, <laughs> uh, not, especially not me. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go skydiving. Oh, this is pretty loud, actually. So, we'll, uh... would you would you would you like to skydive, Aaron? Um, I would. It would really depend who would tell, ask me, and uh, really depend who I'd go with and where I would do it. So I think there would be a lot of variables. I think. Of, Basically, uh, I don't how how legit the operation is, kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, I would really want to be with somebody. I'd really want to be surrounded by people who knew who they were doing, and uh, I don't want to disrespect most of my friends who probably uh, I would not <laughs> want to go skydiving with. But I think there's only a certain 
you know, a corral of people that I think I'd really trust with, uh, you know, diving thousands of feet into the air with only nothing but a parachute. Well, if so. you do your first skydive, you do tandem with an experienced person. Okay. So, uh, right. So, what is anything funky about this guy? Oh, I, shit. Has he got it? Oh, I think he's got he's it got twisted, twisted, actually, thinking about it. Oh, we're, we're, we're ignoring this, this guy. The... We've just ignored this guy in his, oh. <laughs> his near death experience. Oh, dear. That's squeaky ass time, though, isn't it? Imagine that, is, that. tangles on you. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, I think I'd probably. F uh, no. No, 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 no. Don't tell me that's about to snap. That looks horrible. He's just twisting. Yeah, you can see he's just twisting around on the uh, on the balloon. Oh no, there's only on the on the parachute. So I don't think he's even. I think he's supposed to be parasailing, but he can't. Oh, good grief! So, oh, so he's untwisted is now. Oh, I guess he's maybe he's supposed to be. Mind you, where on earth he's going to end up? Mm hmm. Let's see. And, oh, good grief, that sounds too quick for me. Oof. And, hey, he's, he's landed all right there. Well, he landed in sand. So he's he's come out unscathed. Probably shit himself, like. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I would too. At least he didn't land on the trees. <laughs> okay, he loves it. He loves it. Okay. I guess, there, again. I guess there was no way, not too much issues, I guess. <laughs> See, he loves it. So, hang on, was he saying something then? Woo! Okay. Hey, do you see? He won't die. Oh, I'm going to search this little girl. Fuck you! Okay. So, uh... He's uh, obviously cheating. I don't know if he's cheated death or if he's. Uh, I don't he know. He... That. that was what. That was exactly what he wanted to happen. He looks like an absolute lunatic. Yeah. And that's where we end the show. So um, thanks, guys. Everything you've been sending to us recently uh, in regards to the, like the relaunch of the show. We're looking at August. At the minute, I'm not too sure when in August. Maybe the middle, maybe the end of August. So we'll just keep you posted on basically how what's going to happen over the next uh, couple of weeks or so. But uh, just uh, for now, I mean, we still seem to be finding time in my schedule to like still put shows together like this. So if you still do want to send us stuff uh, for us to look at, uh, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aromatis Show. Just message me there uh, at Aromatis Show if you want to uh, tweet me on Twitter about stuff that you found. Uh, Tumblr is uh, aromatis.tumblr.com. If you want to ask me a question there, as well uh, ask me anything's also up there on uh, or ask me a question is available on tumblr as well and also youtube.com forward slash arrow show uh, if you want to listen to it as a podcast you can listen on itunes player fm stitcher uh, podcast directory uh, we're still on iHeartRadio. from what i gather i don't know how long for so we'll just have to uh, wait and see in that regard but uh, anyway we're on the liberty liberated syndication network so we should be available in various places so uh, uh, patricia thank you very much for being on the show Thank you for having me. Uh, Nick, thanks very much for being on the show. Anytime, mate. And from all of us here at the Arrow Measure Show, take care and bye for now. Bye. See you later. Bye.